Hi again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Odyssey House Journals. I'm Randall Carlisle. Uh, my co-host is Rachel Santizo. Hello, You're everyone. looking lovely today. Thank For those you. of you just listening, you'll have to tune in on YouTube to see how lovely she looks, I guess. <laughs> Thank and our you. guest is Ian Acker, who we will get to in just a second. Uh, last podcast, I asked for people to review us, right? Yeah. And and I asked for to like and subscribe, and we got some reviews on Ooh. on iTunes, and uh, they were all five stars, by the way. Really? Well, one of the comments was, "I love Randall and I hate Rachel." <laughs> no. I'm not surprised. I'm just joking, Rachel. <laughs> we didn't get the thing is we didn't get any comments. We I, I don't know if you're like me. Like lots of times, if you go to a restaurant or you order something from Amazon, it'll say, "Can you review us?" Yes. and you click on the star, but then you don't take the time to write anything. Yeah, it'll be really nice, uh, just for our purposes, if you wrote something uh, to suggest maybe topics or or guests or or what we're doing right or what we're doing wrong. I agree with that because that's what we're here for is the voice of the community. So having some community input would be very beneficial. Yeah. Even though people are watching all over the world, yeah. we have some, I, this is this is interesting. I'd love to know what they're thinking. We have some viewers in Ukraine and we have some viewers in Russia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it'd be. Well, one yeah. viewer in Russia. Yeah. One viewer who's got the hots for Rachel. <laughs> That's it, we right? promised him a bottle of good vodka if he ever, <laughs> if he ever contacted well, us. Maybe he's in recovery and he's listening. To well, him. maybe, maybe he is. Our guest today is Ian Acker, who's been a longtime friend of, of both Rachel and me. And uh, Ian started and continues to run an out a program called Fit to Recover. Yeah. What is Fit to Recover? Thanks, Randall. Rachel, good to see you. Good to see you, um, too. Randall, it's good to see you, too. Good to see you. You said that sort of <laughs> deprecatingly. No, no. <laughs> Rachel, I love seeing you. I, but love, I, I, love, I love seeing you anytime I get the chance. Um, yeah, Fit to Recover is a four-pillar model. This started in 2013. Um, it is uh, based on connection and safety. So making people feel seen, making people feel heard, um, and then distracting them through four things to make them connect. Uh, fitness, nutrition, creative arts, and service. And those four pillars are run throughout the week, and friendships are made, accountability is held. Um, We're talking about people in recovery people primarily, in recovery. Mm-hmm. Yep. right? Yep. And, and it, the, the only ask is that you're 24 hours uh, substance-free um, or drug of choice free. Like, right. So, so just staying to that, and we do have family members that participate. We do have people that are interested um, in, in addiction participate um, but mainly it's our, our target market is uh, people in recovery and you're a person in recovery I am a person in long-term recovery I celebrate uh, 11 years whoa uh, in March so yes. wow yeah it's been quite the quite the journey quite <laughs> the journey but it's been wonderful so. it's funny because Rachel's got 10 and I've got 10 mm-hmm. yeah yeah so we're all in long-term recovery. Yeah. The, Let's the go out and have a drink and <laughs> celebrate. <laughs> right? You know, you know where I'll, I'll be. I mean, if because I, I do think about that. I was at the gas station this morning, um, and uh, I, I, I'm a very routine-oriented person, and for some reason today the, the beer aisle caught my eye. Hmm. And uh, if I were to do that, if I were to just have one drink, 
um, I would be able to maintain probably for a little bit, maybe a, a few weeks, a day, six days, ten days. Um, but then that that craving would come back. Yeah, right? mine mine yeah. would be a day if I had one beer. Yeah, I'd say well, I got to have a few more. That's right, because it's okay. Sure. So that's why we describe. Uh, addiction as a, as a lifelong disease, mm-hmm. uh, complicated disease, obviously, because nobody's figured out a solution to it. Um, what is near, and at Odyssey House, we, we work closely with FTR in, in bringing our clients over uh, to your place. Uh, why, why is, I mean, obviously the nutrition and things like that are sort of obvious, but, mm-hmm. but why is exercise so closely tied with recovery. I mean, a lot of people don't think about it like that, right? Right. Um, Well, I mean, for me, I've just had firsthand experience on, uh, I think I'm diagnosed, I don't don't know, I don't like to put labels on, but like obsessive compulsive. Um, So when I get to use fitness as one of my tools in my tool belt for um, my recovery, I get a little bit of space in my brain where I don't get compulsive and I get a little bit of a break. Research has shown that dopamine and, and all the chemicals released during workouts is, is uh, beneficial for uh, mental health. Mm-hmm. But I just, I mean, I tell this story all the time, <coughs> and I, I don't want to bore you, but I'll, I'll tell it real quick. It's... Oh, I'm <laughs> bored. No, I have three dogs. I have, I have three dogs. Um, two are from a prior relationship, and mm-hmm. I say that because uh, we co-parent the dogs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm grateful that... Um, my recovery allowed me to maintain that relationship and, and me and this person are really good friends. So um, I have a black lab. I have uh, I didn't know it was going to not grow a chihuahua. And then me and my wife have a border collie. And uh, I take him to the you park. You didn't know the chihuahua wasn't going to grow? They told, yeah. me, they told me it was going to grow to 45 pounds and it hasn't grown <laughs> um, a pound. It's like so. five pounds. <laughs> yeah, boba. Um, and, uh, and boba's the... I can, I can see you boba. every day. You're not growing. What's <laughs> wrong? Like Put on some weight. <laughs> so I take him to the park three or four times a week. Um, and that's gone down a little bit because we've had our, our son. But um, when when we go to the park, the you, guys, you remember Street Fighter? Yes. Blanca, mm-hmm. the dude that gets really, uh, and then the electricity comes out. That's what the border collie looks like in the front seat. And then the, the, the lab is trying to get out of the roof, even though there's no, there's no roof. His nose starts <laughs> bleeding, and the little ones pitter-pattering <laughs> against the window. And then I throw the ball with them for 45 minutes. And then on the way home, they don't make a noise, right? Mm-hmm. So just like, just like animals, humans need to move their body. Um, because for me, I get restless. My spirit gets restless. Um, my my legs get restless, and, and after I'm done moving, uh, those walls are broken down, and I get a little bit of relief. And There's nothing yeah. nothing worse than a restless person in recovery. Right. Right. And I, where does your brain go? Exactly, right. yeah. and I think there's a portion too with <coughs> excuse me with our population is that the body keeps score mm-hmm. with trauma, and so moving your body is a is a way to release some of that and mm-hmm. to move through some of that. And I know for me, when I started fitness, um, actually coming from domestic violence, when I started um, lifting weights, I started feeling empowered and like I could defend myself. Mm. And so that was a really important thing for me as a female going into the gym is just feeling like I can actually take care of myself. And for those of you who have not watched past episodes, Rachel was homeless, living in a Mm -hmm. 
a really bad part of Salt Lake City, and you tell the story that you slept under cars at night to stay safe. I did. Big difference now, right? Absolutely. I just go into fit tree cover, and I feel safe <laughs> versus a car. So if you ever want to attack Rachel, she'll beat the crap out of you. <laughs> so I, I, I would never mess with her. Not me either. You've been I, doing this for, you, you've been going to FTR for a long time. Yeah, nine years. From the beginning, she was one of the constants. She's one of the reasons that I'm sitting here today. You know, I have a few people on my hand that I, I look at. And uh, in the beginning when it was it was scary and it was, you know, um, I didn't have the traction. And uh, there were a few people that, that kept encouraging me, and she was one of them. So. In FTR, uh, you say it's been around for how many years? Not 2013 is when yeah. the park started, and then we had a building in 2015. Mm-hmm. And, and you've grown exponentially now yeah. right yep yep we have uh we see over 550 people a week um and we have an affiliate program we have chapters in park city we have another gym in uh utah county right um yes. so yeah we're just building building the brand mm-hmm. and for people locally obviously if you live in moscow you can't come to ftr unless you fly in to see rachel yes. but uh, <laughs> please do for people <laughs> in the salt lake area mm-hmm. uh how much does it cost how does it work so we'll never turn anyone away uh we have a scholarship fund for people that um uh, if they can't afford it because i know in my early recovery i could uh i couldn't afford a car right i had to take the bus and different things of that nature so um, we'll never turn anyone away. Uh, the ask is $40 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the $40 a month makes you take it a little bit more serious um, and gives you some buy-in. I think you got to have skin in the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything is, is uh, all-encompassing for $40. And then with our community meal prep and different things of that nature, um, price goes up just a little bit. But everything we want to make as affordable as possible. And yep. then Orem is $20. So if you want to join the Orem gym, so it's, it's $20. cheaper in Orem than it, it is, is in Salt Lake. Huh. It is. Okay. We just don't offer as many classes. Though. Yeah, oh, okay. that's why. All right. Uh, I remember back in your early days, I emceed a couple of your birthday bashes. When yes. you, and, and what struck me is the people who are active participants at FTR become a very close family. Mm. Yeah. 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 Well, because we, we go through a lot of hard things together, we're, we're kind of learning, um, in a sense, business together um, because mm-hmm. this was my first rodeo with management, with finances, with, with different things of that nature. So um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of ownership and a lot of empowerment between the staff um, trying to figure out what to do next. So it's a very flat organization in the sense that um, there's not just one person making all the decisions. So I think there's more buy-in from people. Back to yeah. your history, how, how, what, what, what was your drug of choice? And did, did you go to jail? Did you have problems? Did you have relationship problems? <coughs> how many treatment centers? Yeah, when I, so I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Ah, yeah, I went to school Ohio. at Ohio State. And we have a big the audience. Ohio in, in the, the Ohio State. The Ohio State. And yeah. we have a big audience in Columbus and I like to think it's because I was a bartender at a, at a bar on Which High one? Street. It was called the Northburg, okay. North Heidelberg. Uh, Heidelberg. So there's a Northburg yeah. and a Southburg, but the Northburg isn't there anymore. Mm. So, so. Yeah, so I, 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 I knew that I, there was something kind of wrong with me. I mean, my whole story was I felt broken. Um, I was in therapy when I was nine years old. Because? 
you don't I know. Act, I acted out. I couldn't sleep. Um, I had to have my parents check on me every 15 minutes for some reason. I don't, hmm. know, I don't know why. Um, witches. Do you remember that movie? No. Witches. Oh, witches. I, I, <laughs> I, I the don't. most terrifying movie in the whole entire world, and I saw it when <laughs> I was younger. And I don't know. I, th- that just sticks with me. Um, and I pulled my hair out. I pulled. I didn't have any eyelashes. Mm. Um, you pulled your eyelashes out. I did. I did. I was in special education in sixth grade. Um, so, like, it, it taught me that there was, like, something inherently wrong with me and that I needed to be fixed. Um, and then some traumatic things happened. Um, well, we were swimming and, and somebody drowned, um, and they drowned in front of me. Um, and that that's when everything changed. Um, so, so you grew up thinking there was something wrong with you. That I was broken. Yeah, that yeah. I was broken and I needed to be fixed by somebody or something. Um, and I've always been searching for that pill. And when I first tried drugs and alcohol, I felt fixed. I felt right. And they say in the book and, and a million other places that I felt like I'd finally arrived. Um, and I did, and it worked. And it kept me alive for seven years, eight years. Um, and then it stopped working. Um, time and time again, and then I went to treatment time and time again, and then I went to jail time mm-hmm. and time again. Um, and I was finally in jail for the last time. I was in Salt Lake. So at this point, I've been to five tre- six, five treatment centers and then uh, jail eight or nine times. Slow learner. Slow learner. Yeah. Slow learner. And there was this gentleman in jail, um, and I learned how to dress for jail because, you know, it, they keep it really cold there. And... Uh, <laughs> And he, he was in this nice suit and these nice Armani shades and, and Hermes belt buckle and, you know, things that I thought that I wanted. Um, and I saw myself in him, um, and I said, what? He wasn't dressed like that in jail. He was. Yeah, he was. I mean, we were in the drunk tank, so we were in oh, the... Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, my God. Like, was he a guard? Have, have they like changed <laughs> the rules or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I was like, so what'd you, what are you in here for? And he was he was talking poorly on the police and he was he was blaming everyone else right, right? Mm-hmm. um and he said and then he said I, I i was driving and they pulled me over and now i'm here and i said well what'd you blow and he said a point two four. and i said oh, like something clicked in my head it's like this is what i've been doing my whole life mm-hmm. i've been blaming other people um for the way that i feel for the way that i act um whether it's god whether it's my family whether it's my my parents um and i've been not taking responsibility for my life, just like this guy isn't. Um, and from that day on, I just said, you tell me what to do and I'll do it. Wow. So what did you do when you were in jail, when you were released? What were your steps then? It's a good question. Um, I did I did the sober living. Uh, turning point let me back into treatment, which I'm forever grateful for. Um, and, you know, like, just real quick segue. Randall, I'll never forget the fact that you stepped up and you did those um, things for us in the beginning. Like, that meant a lot to me, and that, that stuff that I hold close to me. Um, just like with Turning Point, letting me back into their treatment center. Mm-hmm. I hold that close to me um, because they gave me another shot. It's funny how there's little things in our recovery that we remember forever. It's a right. big deal. Yeah. Um, well, and that's why at the gym, like, when you say hi to somebody, it's, it's really important because that's something that, they, that might help them that day and might help mm-hmm. them for the rest of their life. Um, so I went to back to treatment. I finished out treatment, and then I went to Balance House. I went to Sober Living, um, and I think the biggest thing for me that Balance House taught me was starting a routine. Yeah. Um, so it was the same every single day, and for my OCD and my anxiety, similar things are are good for it. Um, 
knowing what I have to do, knowing that I have to show up no matter how I feel, and having a schedule um, really helped in the, in the beginning, early stages of my recovery. So basically, you took the, the pill and the alcohol, you took structure instead for the way that your mind operates. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, and then you know, the four agreements, one of them is being impeccable with your word. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and no matter how I felt, if I, if I didn't want to go to a meeting and I said I was going to go to a meeting and it was on the schedule, I would go. Right. Did, was that just out of your desire or did someone tell you about it? Like, where did that come from? Because before, like, we would say a lot of things, but sure. we didn't follow through. Well, it came from that experience in jail that, that like, if I wanted a life, if I wanted a son, if I wanted a wife, if I wanted a house, if I wanted um, a life, that I had to take responsibility. And part of my responsibility was sticking to a schedule. Yeah. And following through. And following I mean, through. Yeah. haven't you noticed that w- with a lot of the people that we deal with, that's one of the big problems is you, somebody says, I'm going to be there at whatever time, mm-hmm. and they're like a half hour late or something, and it's no big deal, or they don't show up. Yeah. Right. You know. Well, and because when I first got sober, the only thing that I had to my name was my work. Yeah. I didn't have any, mm-hmm. I didn't have a car, I didn't have clothes, I didn't have a house, I didn't have any assets. I just had my work. And that was really important to me, and it still is really, really important to me today. Yeah, it I is to me, too. I, I, I have a routine that I do. I'm, I'm highly structured because without structure, I mean, I'd be afraid. Uh, like, one thing I'm afraid to do is go on vacation to a beachfront area mm-hmm. because when I used to go on vacation to beachfront areas, I would just stay shit-faced for the entire time I was there. And my mind still associates associates sitting on a beach and seeing a, seeing a fancy drink sitting on a beach bar. And yeah. I'd be afraid uh, that I'd relapse. So I, so I don't do that. You know? uh, that's, I think that's great to like learn how we operate and then also have boundaries with that. Because I do that with scary movies. I know it's completely opposite. But scary movies like bring up this like trauma response. So I don't, I haven't watched a scary movie in recovery. I don't watch scary movies, haunted houses, anything because the way it makes me feel. Yeah, haunted houses are whack, anyways. They're scary. They're just weird. And you also said, didn't, didn't, if I recall, that you said seeing needles really trigger you. Um, it's actually when I'm driving on the freeway. So I have, you know, like you said, 10 years, but I still get triggered when I'm by myself driving on the freeway and I see the orange cones when they're doing construction. It reminds me of the needle cap. And usually I'm by myself, I'm in my head and I see that orange color and it reminds me of the needle. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. So you run to FTR and exercise. Yeah, exactly. No. Or I call, I've called Ian so many times crying. I, so many times. The, th- the thing that's cool and, and I think you and I have talked about this privately is how important it is to learn to love yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you said, you grew up thinking there was some, that you were broken yeah. and you needed to be fixed. Do you love yourself now? I do. I do. And I, and I couldn't have said that three years ago. Really? Mm-mm. No, it's taken a long time. It's taken a long time and uh, it's been, self-love is, is a hard thing, but yeah. I'm really getting to the place where I do. I do love myself, and I can say that confidently. Um, do I still struggle? Absolutely. Do I still go into rabbit holes and, and different things? Absolutely. But the anxiety and the things that I struggle with are also some of my biggest gifts, too. Um, and learning that 
that I don't need to be fixed and that I'm not inevitably like broken has taken a lot of time, but it's something that I'm starting to really, really lean into and believe. And I think my son has done a lot of that for oh, me. Oh, yeah. Probably. I, yeah. I do have a question for you. So you have been going into our CATS program. Mm -hmm. And for those that don't know, that is the jail program. Um, why are you going in there and what does it do for you? And why do you keep going in there? Um, well, I, I just love, first of all, I love Odyssey House. I love everything you guys stand for. Um, I'll pay you the $10 <laughs> after, after. We, after we're done here. Um, <laughs> Adam and Callie were, uh, they're, they're two of my, uh, like, they did a lot for me in the beginning, too, um, that I'll never forget. So I, I feel uh, a connection with them, and Cheryl, too. Cheryl is really yeah. incredible. Those are all people running our CEO, mm -hmm. our marketing director, and, and our director of programs. Director of programs for yeah. adult Bill residential. Yeah. yeah. And then Tamara Bingham, dude. Like, yes. Tamara runs the CAST program, and I'm really connected to her. Um, and for me, all the decisions that we make are how much impact is this going to have? Um, yeah. so, so when you go into the, I, we should explain to people who don't understand cats, it's, it's people who are in jail for an extended period of time and they ask to get into the cats program mm -hmm. and it's basically uh, a program run sort of like Odyssey's residential house program, mm -hmm. only it's behind bars yeah. and you live in your own pod with other people who are doing this the same program so it's sort of a a rehab program in jail run by odyssey right? yeah it's so. a great alternative it allows you to work on yourself so it's three months right. of treatment with case <clears throat> management therapist um, and you get out a little earlier i think yeah and with people. resources too so so what do you do when you when, so, when you go in <clears throat> so they allow me to bring music in which is really cool um i think the the gentlemen really appreciate that. I, I express myself through music, through hip hop, um, and and then we move our bodies and we work out uh, for about 45, 50 minutes, and then we talk and we check in. And, and usually the question is like, what came up for you in your recovery, and how can you relate this class to to your recovery? And uh, the reason I keep going back is because those are my people. Like I know what it feels like to be pushed to the side, to not be seen, to to say you know your corporate life or your corporate job yeah that's that's great but you'll never have that you go over here and uh we'll kind of forget about you in a way mm -hmm. right um and uh when i go in there i just feel completely connected yeah. and i feel like i i just i love those people um because that was me you know mm -hmm. and for me to give a little bit of hope um knowing that they can do whatever they want like it's stimulating and exciting for me so I remember one time when we were in there and a gentleman looked at us and said, I didn't feel like a monster. Yeah, yeah. That's when we first started, right? Yeah. 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 Dino. Yeah, I don't know if I should have dropped his name. I hope he's doing well. <laughs> I know. But that's the other but thing. But it was like, yeah, being seen and feeling a part of. Right, right. And, and I think that a lot of people in jail, like they, with the tattoos and the, and the crimes and the different things, um, we're all the same. Yeah we're all the same and like if a man can go in there and speak vulnerability it really allows them that that gift to be like yeah I don't have to act a certain way I can I can tell somebody I'm struggling and I can not act like the toughest guy in the room and like when those walls get broken down it's just 
is the coolest thing in the world. Which is really hard for somebody to do, sure. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, especially in a jail or a prison population to be vulnerable. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's the last thing you want to do. That's right. Yeah. And well, in cats, I've seen it. They, they do really focus on that. And I, I've seen with that program what it's been able to do um, and what Tamara's been able to do that it's just a really cool thing that these, these men do get vulnerable and they do start talking about their feelings. Uh, and they do start healing, and I can just see it progressive every week. Not only physically, they're able to do more burpees, but they're also more aware. They're also touching into, like, gratitude and different things of that nature. So it's a really cool program. Um, I just wish we could figure out a way to, when they get out, really link them up. Right. Um, because we do give them a, a free scholarship. But, and I've been to jail. When you get out, it's terrifying. Everything is new again. Right. You have to restart your whole life, um, and it's like, how do we how do we capture them right when they get out? So. Bridge that gap. Because that's that. a real critical time. It I is. mean, that's when a lot of people overdose. Yeah. Uh, you know, go back to their neighborhoods. To their dealers are still there, saying, you know, trying to push right. things. Well, when you go to the same environment, you go right back to it. Like you're going to get mm -hmm. your haircut. <laughs> if you go to the barber, you're going to get your haircut, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, Reality sets in. Yeah. And yep. then everything you learned in that community that you've built that is so tight-knit mm -hmm. is gone. Right. And then you're like, uh-oh. Although, you know, s people coming out of that program, many of them do check into other programs coming yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and and the, I wish I had the numbers, but I, I remember the jail captain there uh, at, at one of our meetings out there ha has some amazing numbers in terms mm -hmm. of the recidivism rate from the CATS program compared to the general population, and it's so much better when people go, you know, yeah. Yeah. when they go through CATS. Exactly, so, yeah. So it works. Right. Big believer in, in the program and the people running it. How do people, uh, like if, okay, Fit to Recover, FTR, we keep throwing those, those numbers around. Do you have a website that people can uh, see the program? Yeah, uh, org. Okay. And then Instagram and um, the thing the thing Facebook. that's fun watching uh, watching your your website is I'm not okay I shouldn't admit this to you but I'm I'm not much into exercise although I'm an old guy but it looks like everybody's happy there yeah. in all the yeah. pictures now obviously you're taking the best pictures to put on the website right but right. But, but people do look happy yeah yeah, yeah well and I think I think especially when you're new and you're early. Um, when you do a hard thing and you do an esteemable act, you gain self-esteem. So if you're if you're cooking for the first time and then you cook a meal, you feel really sure invigorated. Uh, when you get through a hard workout or you meet somebody new or you walk through fear, uh, you build that self-esteem. So I think that um, when you learn to play an instrument or find your voice, you know, or or you give back to somebody else, like it's an esteemable act. And the more esteemable acts you do, the more self-esteem you, you grow and the more confident, the more self-love you get. Um, so I think it's inherent in the program that if you, if you show up, you will um, feel happier. I've seen you've posted so many pictures, Rachel, when you, <laughs> when you do so many burpees where, you, where you, you lift a weight that's heavier than you lifted before and, and, and you brag about it and you post a picture. I do. I think because FTR um, is grassroots, and as it evolves, I've re I've evolved in my recovery too. And everybody that goes in there is basically peer led. 
So we're all evolving with things and ideas and creating. And so that's the beauty of it is everyone's involved in it and evolving at the same time. And I feel strong. Like I want to be a strong You are female. strong. <laughs> like I say, I wouldn't mess with you. Uh, it's, uh, you know, one of the, uh, we just have a couple minutes left, but one of the things that that your program does, that you're doing, that Rachel's doing, that I'm doing, and AA talks about doing, mm-hmm. is giving back and helping others. Yeah. And one of the reasons it is because it heals us, because mm-hmm. it gets you out of your own brain, which right. is, yes. you know, that's my biggest problem. Right. Well, and, and, and I know <coughs> I can do a heat check on my sobriety by whether I'm picking up the, the phone for my sponsees. Right. Um, and if I don't pick up the call, I need to reestablish my sobriety. Um, I've been really good at it, but yeah, I mean, and that's a part of giving back, right? It's like being there for somebody to walk them through to make sure that um, they got somebody to, to listen to them. So when you give back, you get it out of your head and you get into your heart, and, and Rachel knows that yeah. probably the, the most. Um, you so got a minute left. Where do you see FTR going in the future? Do you, uh, you want to <laughs> spread it nationwide? Do you want to? Yeah, yeah. So uh, me, Vicky. Uh, and Brent are going to Texas at the end of the month to uh, train 10 people um, with our affiliate program. So people come, they learn what we do, we teach them the curriculum, and then they take it to their community and, um, and serve their community. So really an affiliate in, uh, in, in five years in 10 different states. And, wow. And then building up uh, the one in Salt Lake, finding a, a bigger location, and um, maybe getting a chapter up in Park City, a brick and mortar. Wow, when you have your own jet, can, will, you, will you fly me around someplace? <laughs> We're a nonprofit, man. Oh, okay. Okay. But yes, if I ever do, I will, I will pick you up for <laughs> Our guest has been Ian Acker, uh, and uh, I, we love you, Ian. Yeah. We love your program, Absolutely. and we'd love to hear some kind of uh, review of, of what you've been watching or listening to. Uh, especially on iTunes, because that's a good place to yeah. write a review or make a review. And I want to thank you for coming coming Absolutely. on. I saw Absolutely. Ian, um, uh, what, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and I, <laughs> and we talked about him coming on, and yeah. see, I followed through. And, and me too. Whoa. That's right. Yeah. Rachel, thank you. Ian, thank, thank you. you. Thank and you. Thank you for uh, Columbus, Ohio. Thank you. 614. That's the area code. Is that you? He still remembers. He didn't mess up his brain too bad. Thank you for watching another edition of Odyssey House Journals.